To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash deathpanelpod. Today we're going to sit down and talk about Catherine Page Harden's new book, The Genetic Lottery, but oh God. not because it's... <laughs> Genetic <particular> Powerball. Yeah. <laughs> not because it's particularly good or bad. <laughs> um, it's not remarkable, really, in any way, shape, or form, but I think what's key about this and um, you know what we did touch on when we talked about the New Yorker profile of Catherine that... Um, a Some couple- weeks ago. Yeah, Yeah, about a month ago, is that specifically, Catherine is positioning herself as being anti-eugenic. It is a approach to using genes and genetic like statistical study towards anti-eugenics, she says. And I think that that's a pretty bold claim and worth like worth actually trying to dig into what the book is, because if it were to be a truly anti-eugenic statistical revolution that that's being proposed here, right? Like, I, I think it would be worth discussing, but that's absolutely not the case. Yeah. So, I mean, I think in a way, though, you're kind of skipping ahead a few points, because I think it's really notable that this book is not billed as, you know, although it, although towards the end, uh, Catherine Page Harden does get to this whole stance where she says, like, the the whole thing I've been articulating this entire time is what I would refer to as, like, the anti-eugenic stance or whatever. That's not how this book is, you know, presented or, or billed as. I think one of the reasons to even talk about it is that, like, it appears to be... I mean, I don't know how well this is actually doing for, like, an academic book. It's published by Princeton. Um, so t- take that uh, with that what you will. But um, it does appear to be... I don't know, relatively popular as like a pop sci, yeah, like pop psychology book or, or whatever. It's getting um, coverage as if it were, yeah. Right. It's definitely getting a lot of coverage as if it were. Uh, people are talking about, you know, the, the, the main claim of this book, which I think we can get to the, uh, I, you know, Catherine Page Harden's big, I am taking the anti-eugenic stance thing because I think that the way that she frames that whole thing is debatable. But I do think that the the main thrust, which is getting all this coverage for, is this idea that like we can't, uh, as I think she says in that same section, be gene blind. Mm-hmm. Drawing the analogy to uh, when people say they color are blind, color blind, which is uh, an interesting choice. It's a bold, um, bold choice. <laughs> but saying we can't be gene blind when we you know design public policy or when we think about these things when we conduct research, um, we can't. We can't do those things. This is kind of what she's getting interviewed about and, and talked to about saying that, like, in fact, you know, a, a ton of people, especially liberals, like want to believe that genetics do not matter, that they do not in, impact life chances or or life outcomes and things like that. And that we should be we should be, um, you know, gene blind to all of these things. And what I, Catherine Page Harden, am here to say is, in fact, no, bravely, you know, we must we, we must consider the impact of genetics mm-hmm. on how people are. That's the only way we're going to design equitable social right. policy, et cetera. And as a, not, not necessarily as a result, but I will say that to, to kind of cir- circle back to where I began, you know, what's interesting is actually like, it was re- rather difficult to even find like a physical copy 
of this book. Right. So, which like, which is unclear if that's a result of like just general shipping and publishing delays yeah, or right. if it's it because be it. it's sold out. I'm hoping that the supply chain right. Like I hope that this is the supply chain inflating the perception of hype in this situation. Right, but if it is popularity, then this episode is here for you. Exactly. And to talk to the people in your life who may have bought this thinking that they're super yeah. great. Or who may have bought this thinking that it's a 200 pages about why some people go to college and why some people take more math classes. Right. This is like, okay, the the publishing strategy here is very, like, very au courant for like the last five years, I think, which is like, take whatever topic that the person happens to be writing about, and then you slap on one of five different, uh, <laughs> you know, sort of uh, like holotypes for like, general framing that will get it on NPR or whatever, which is like <laughs> our tribal differences, the polarization, right. uh, like uh, <laughs> social fragmentation, or in this case, like inequality. Right. And you, you can get a sense very early on in the book, just how like it, it's important not to oversell the idea that this book is one coherent thing. Yeah. There's a bunch of different things she's probably like doing in her research. But then, you know, to make the big, I don't know, I guess in music they would call it the industry push, uh, you know, <laughs> you you like you package it all together and you like sell it as one thing. But like, I don't regard that as really serious here because and you could to me, the the lack of serious is evidence in in like the first, mm, I don't know, chapter where it's like when she's talking about inequality, she starts by talking about the skills gap. Mm. Which is just like one of the most roundly like refuted theses of why inequality exists, like yeah. period, in any discipline, like of any time. And it's it's obviously obviously like still repeated, but like the idea that like what's generating inequality is you know, in addition, like, oh, skills, people's attainment of higher education, and so on. <laughs> Um, and the idea that inequality, generally speaking, is inequality at the bottom of the income quintiles rather than inequality generated by what's happening at the very top of the income distribution. <laughs> yeah. Like these are things that I think you, you might have excused these sort of like s s Freudian slippages or I guess maybe Galtonian slippages, if you want to be uh, <laughs> consistent with this this book, uh, since we're talking about distributions, it's a little statistics joke. Uh, the, uh, like, you could have excused them maybe in 2014 or 15. But 2021, it's like, you're not really that serious about, like, <laughs> what are you really writing about? It's not in, because I, I, I'll tell you right now, I can, I know you don't even have to make your argument. I don't even have to agree or disagree with anything you write about genetics, per se. I know that you're not serious because you're talking about the damn skills gap, like, immediately. Yeah. So, anyway, that's, I just, like. <laughs> to hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash deathpanelpod. You'll get access to this and the rest of our catalog of patron-only episodes, and be the first to get a new patron episode when it drops. With love, the Death Panel.